0: Sounded like mumbling Like she was out of mind. She said, boy, this kind of praying Would save my life You ought to try it sometime And I would know she was right She was talking to Jesus She was talking to Jesus she been talking to Jesus For all of her life Mama used to drag me to church Sunday mornings and Wednesday nights Khaki pants and a polo shirt Y'all know I put up a fight She said, son, one day you'll thank me Having God in your life Yeah, I know she was right Yeah, my mama was right Cause now I'm talking to Jesus She got me talking to Jesus She got me talking to Jesus Yeah, my mama was right Come on, y'all Cause now I'm talking to Jesus yeah, I love talking to Jesus, and I'll be talking to Jesus for the rest of my life. What a friend we have in Jesus! What a friend. of my own now Trying to raise them up right. My oldest is 15 I remember what that was like Trying to deal with the drama Trying to figure out the questions in life And I've been looking for a way To show him how to make it And he walked in my room I was saying my prayers the other night He said, I'll come back later I can tell him you've got a lot on your mind I said, it's not in interruption, no, no You could have paid a better time Cause I was just talking to Jesus Come over and give it a try We started talking to Jesus That life feels crazy, but the darker day, the brighter the light. So just keep talking to Jesus, the only way, the truth, and the light. What if we
1: Gentlemen, what a friend we have in Jesus. Good morning to every single one of you watching. We're seven minutes in and we've gotten 100 people a minute because we have over 700 people watching right now. And I want to thank you so very much for getting up so early and rising up with the rest of us rising up to this day, rising up to the challenges and the trials and the blessings and the good and the bad and the ugly that's going to come your way today. And I was walking with my wife last night after I got home from work. I asked her after I, you know, talked to the kids and everything. I said, would you like to go for a walk? And we have, um, you know, we have a a park with a with a, a, you know, track and field track, a really nice track in our town. So I said, would you like to go to the track and take a walk? She said, of course. So we went um, at sunset and we're taking a walk at sunset. And I said to her, I said, you know, I said, as we go on this journey with Jesus, I learn more and more and more and more about life, about earth, about heaven, about how we're supposed to act, about how we're supposed to uh, react how we're supposed to carry ourselves, what we're supposed to focus on, what are priorities, what are not priorities, what are, what are some of the ways we've been lied to for so long by society, and how do we reverse all that? Um, and I said to her, I said, you know, the more, that, every day that passes by, I'm starting to understand about how we are all programmed to be destination people. And not journey, people. And I know we've talked about this before: journey and destination, destination and journey. And I said, stop focusing on the destination. Start focusing on the journey because it's a journey with Jesus. So why not make it a um, you know a series of experiences on the journey? Rather than saying, we got to do this. We got to get to that. Next, we got to do this. Next, we got to do that. Next, we, next, we got to put that addition on. Next, we got to make sure we, you know, we get the, uh, we, we weatherize and get ready for winter. Next, we got to make sure we do this. We got to make sure we do this in six months. Next year, we have to do this. Let's put a time limit on that. Let's put a deadline on that. Let's schedule this. In the meantime, we're, we're missing everything that's right under our noses, right in front of our faces. So that song this morning was chosen for a couple reasons. Number one, somebody made a good point. Whenever you need to pray or spend time with God and you want to get your mind and body and spirit right, listen to that song in a room by yourself. And I guarantee you, it'll take, it'll open up everything that you need to the doorway, the communication to God. Second of all uh, folks, um, What a friend we have in Jesus. That song almost slows you down. It almost slows you down because the rat race of life is is programmed you to think about the destination and we're losing everything. We're losing every moment. We're losing every experience. I just got to get to this point in my life. I just got to get to this point in my career. I just got to make sure that I've got everything set up for when this time comes. And we're so focused on it, aren't we? And I don't care how many of us say that we're not. We are. We are. We're all focused on the wrong things. And when we're focused on the wrong things, that means that we're allowing the world to dictate what our mind and focus is on. And that's, we, we've got to stop doing that. And I think one of the ways that's going to help us all live for the moment and stop worrying about the scheduling and and what we've got to do to set up this next move in our lives is focus on helping the people that really need the help. I think if we can focus more on the people that need help, then we automatically, by default, focus more on our journey with Jesus than we do about all the rat race of things going on in our lives. And you don't have to be, you don't even have to have money to do this. Maybe if we focused a little bit less on how we get ahead in our career or how we're going to set ourselves up for this next stage in our family's life. And maybe we go and we volunteer at the soup kitchen. Maybe we go and we volunteer in our uh, community to do community service where our town workers aren 't aren 't uh maybe we can fill in the gap. All I know is that there are a lot of people out there that need a lot of help, and the church is not doing that. The church is not doing what the church used to do. My wife and I were watching a um a show my wife is Really into the show called "Call the Midwives," and it's about the midwives' um, jobs, duties, responsibilities, obligations in the 1950s and 60s after the after World War II. And uh, she really enjoys that show very much. And I was watching it with her, and I realized something that the church used to do for the communities what now all these government programs do. So you got to ask yourself, when did it stop? When did the church stop doing what the church is supposed to do and the government decided, we'll take over that job for you at the expense of the taxpayer? So now the church doesn't do anything. And I know your church might do something. My church does a lot. But when I say the church, I'm talking about the body of Jesus Christ doesn't do anything anymore. The Catholic church as a whole is garbage. Most churches are garbage. None of them do what they should do. None of them care about anybody or anything except for how they're going to make their next month of donations. And I know this is true because it's the only reason why these churches have these pride flags and the LGBTQ campaigns. They don't care about LGBTQ. You think the churches really care about the lives and the sexual lives of the LGBTQ community and the trans uh, uh, oppression? You think they really care about that? No, they're trying to look for ways to bring in more people because they're hurting. Because all they care about is their money and their 501c3s. And as soon as they started caring about that, they stopped caring about the people and the government took over. Why? The church body is garbage today. Absolute garbage. And I think that real Christians need to start standing up and being accounted for. I think real Christians need to start standing up and filling in the gap. And you don't think that I'm, you, you know that I'm not just saying this without doing it myself. Oh, I am. Anything that I tell you that I think that you should do, whether it be on Rise Up or whether it be on LFA TV, I would never, ever, ever suggest that you do it without making the conscious decision to do it first. Let's go to the Lord in prayer right now. We're 16 minutes past the hour. I've got a lot on my mind today. But what I really want to focus on today is the poor, the weak, the forgotten. I really want to focus on that today. I was listening to that song at 7.15 this morning. And that song brought me to my knees in tears. The part where Brandon Lake said, "Um, now I have three of my own kids or my own teenagers. I was thinking about that. And I was thinking about the amount of stuff that I am missing in my life because of the rat race of life and the things that we're focused on that we shouldn't be focused on. And then I started thinking about the church. And I started thinking about how they don't... Most churches promote prosperity, which is great. I think we all... I think God wants us all to prosper in many ways, not just spiritually, primarily spiritually. But I think God does want us to prosper in many ways. I think he also wants us to prosper financially. However, it seems like the churches are more focused on the primary part, being prospering financially and here on earth, rather than prospering spiritually. And you can't prosper spiritually unless you are helping the poor and the weak and the people that are forgotten. You can't. It's impossible. I want to thank Twanity because Twanity donated $100 and said, one day at a time, sweet Jesus. Thank you for that. I appreciate you on that one. I really do. Let's go to the Lord in prayer and then let's get back to this because I'm really focused on this today and I really want to dig deep, okay? So please remove your hats if you're wearing one and let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father in heaven, Father God in heaven, Father, I come to you today humbled before you. asking you to use me as any vessel that you need to use me as to bring awareness to the body of the church in this country, the body of Christ, to start prioritizing our focus and to stop living this Americanized, capitalistic Christianity that we're all taught every, every week. It's not right. American Christianity has gotten out of control. And, Lord, I'd love to rein it back to where you demand, how you demand, your moral compass, Lord. Lord, the world and the country is in disarray right now, and we know it's because of sin, and we know it's because the love of the sin, and we know it's because the love of earthly and worldly things, Lord. We ask that you take our minds and our souls and our spirits and our focus off the worldly things and put them on the heavenly eternal things where they belong. Only then can we be used in the correct way by you to spread the kingdom, to spread the gospel, to spread the seeds of, 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 of mercy and grace. Lord, please help us focus on the people that need help. Jesus ate with the poor, ate with the diseased, ate with the sick, and ate with the sinners. He washed the feet of all of those people while the rich laughed at him and wondered what he was doing, Lord. Help us be more like that. Humble us. Help us see and feel that that is the right thing to do. Help us slow down. Focus on the masterpiece in which you gave us to live in. Focus on smelling the flowers and helping the weak. Lord, we pray for all of this today. In Jesus' name, amen. I really feel guilty, to be honest with you. Spent the last, I don't know, four months, since the beginning of this year. Really, really focused on growing live from LFA TV. You know, growing the show, growing other people's shows, growing the network. And I wasn't, I'm not focused on it in a bad way. I'm not like, yay, let's grow this so I can figure out a way to make more money. It's not that. I'm growing it. Yes, it is that, but I'm doing it so that I can be in a better position to do more for people. But that's stupid. That's a wrong way of looking at it. That's almost like this. Let me, let, me, let me explain. So, back in the day. When I was in the music industry. I was gone all the time. I was performing on the road every weekend. I was never at home with my family. I was working a regular job. Plus trying to do the music. And my best friend of 30 years was kind of getting a little upset with me. And he was saying, what are you doing? You need, you're not, you're not, you're not, you, we don't even do anything anymore. We don't ride anymore, you know, ride our b- motorcycles. We don't do anything anymore. We don't, you know, I used to, uh, you know, I grew up playing video games in my life. And even in a, as an adult, I love to sit down and play the occasional video game. because that was the era I grew up in. I don't even, I don't do that anymore. I don't ride bike anymore. I don't do anything anymore. I mean, this is at that time. And I, uh, my friend said to me, he said, What are you doing? And I said, man, I'm trying to set my family up so that we can have, you know, actually have, you know, something in life so we can do stuff together. And he goes, you can do stuff together right now. You don't need to be famous to do stuff together. And I said, Jimmy, you just don't get it. I said, I don't have the money to do things. He said, why do you need money to do things? I said, look, all I know is that I have to do this right now so I can spend time with my kids. And he said, say that again. I said, what are you talking about? I have to do this right now so I can spend time with my kids. And he said, meanwhile, you're not spending time with your kids and they're going to grow up and be gone. I was like, whoa, you're right. Why? How, how is something so obvious not so apparent? That was that was back in, what, what do you think, Eli? 2012, 2013 maybe? Somewhere in that area, 10 years ago? He said, that's good and everything, but you know while you're trying to work away from your kids to spend time with your kids you're not spending time with your kids and they're growing up and i said well i it, it, you know such an obvious statement hit me like a truck and here i am 10 years later and i'm like i got to focus i got to focus everything i can on lfa tv and 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 and, and my journey with jesus And, and which is, which is more important than anything. Don't get me wrong, but I've kind of like coincided the two, you know, like with rise up and everything. And I'm sitting here thinking to myself, okay, I've got to, I've got to get, um, you know, rise up and LFA TV to a point where everybody can hear the gospel and everybody can hear the truth and not, and, and, and it, in doing so by default, yes, it'll bring more awareness. It'll bring probably, you know, more donors, more sponsors. But, and then I say, oh, if I can get to that point, then I can help more people. I can send more money out in the slurp fund. I can help buy more wheelchairs for people. I could take my family to more places where we can work with people and, and make a difference. And I'm like, well, I, I'm, I'm right back 10 years ago. I'm right back 10 years ago. My intentions are good, but my actions are not correct. So maybe, just maybe, I need to stop focusing so much on all of this. Still do my job. No, don't get me wrong. Still do my stuff. I'm not talking about reducing the amount of shows. I'm talking about prioritizing my focus. And my focus needs to be on helping, serving, loving Pulling people up out of the dirt, out of the dust, out of the mud, out of the muck, out of the mire. Giving people some kind of hope that somebody cares. And I think when you do that, God then brings you your heart's desires. And if I do that, my heart desire, my heart's desire is already met. I'm already doing what I'm saying. I got to grow LFA TV so I can do this. Why? Why would I have to grow this to do that? I don't. I could do that right now. I could walk, I could get up out of this chair right now. I could walk outside. And I could help somebody. So, when I was, you know, doing the newsletter this morning and when I was reading things, I started thinking of my life when I was really poor. Now, thank, you know, by the grace of God and all of you guys, I'm not poor, Definitely not rich, (laughs) but I'm not poor. But I do think of the people that are all the time. Because I've been there. The other day, Eli and I got back from uh, Iowa. And it was Mother's Day. So Eli and I decided to stop at the store. Even though it's super late and it's almost dinner time, we decided to stop at the store and get... uh, And get flowers for our wives, our moms. And while we're sitting in there getting flowers and stuff like that, I noticed most of the people that were in there, or a lot of, not most of, a lot of the people that were in there were very, very poor. And this one couple came in with sores all over their face. They were drunk. You could just tell they were either meth heads or crack heads. Uh, You know, I've been around enough in my life to know what it, you know, what it looks like. And Eli was looking for flowers and these people walked by me and they were fighting. They were having a fight, a couple, probably in their thirties. All drugged out, sores all over their face. Looked like, it looked like meth sores. If you guys know anybody who does crystal meth, uh, a meth head. You can tell what a meth head looks like. They're different than crack heads. They're different than pill, pill heads. Uh, A a, a meth head, somebody who's addicted to meth is very specific in how they look, right? It's either that or they had, you know, scabies, (laughs) you know? Um, But here's the thing. Those people know how they look. They're addicted to something. They know they don't look like everybody else. They got sores all over their face. They're dirty, they stink. You can tell they haven't showered in forever. And they're fighting in the middle of a, a, a of a store. And she's chasing after him and he's telling her to, you know, screw off whatever. And I locked eyes with her. And when I locked eyes with her, I just seen I don't know, pain, despair, loneliness, fear. And I smiled at her, kind of giving her the, you know, like that. And I smiled at her and I just, you know, just to let her know that I acknowledged her and that I wasn't like embarrassed to be around her or disgusted by her. Because you you know that they feel that everybody feels that way about them. Regardless if they're addicted, regardless if they know they're in the wrong or not. I can tell you this. They know that they don't look like everybody else. They know that everybody's looking at them and going like this. In disgust. But I grew up in a drug addict family, in a drug addict home. I grew up getting beat by drug addict parents. And I know exactly what it's like. And I know how bad my parents regret that today. So I looked at her. I locked eyes with her. And I gave her like a, like a reassuring, everything is going to be okay smile. and uh she got super embarrassed turned her head away kind of put her hand up like this so i almost saw maybe i didn't look at her face or something because it was really bad and she i i looked at her and I, and, and not one of these smiles not like a hey how you doing smile like that um But a smile like, again, not like a, how you doing smile, but a smile like, yeah, like Eli just said, reassuring, like, everything's going to be okay. Hoping that, you know, that she would feel that somebody cared about her. And she just felt embarrassed. You could just tell she was really embarrassed. So anyway, long story short, I've been thinking about that ever since. And I've been thinking about how American society is and how there are negatives to capitalism, right? Because in a capitalistic society, we are taught from the very beginning to want to achieve the most and and get the most out of everything, right? It's just ingrained in the American spirit. And there's nothing wrong with that, but here's what we fail to do. We fail to take that then and do good with it. We fail to do what God wants us to do when he gives us that kind of, you know, lifestyle. So we're ingrained to look at the people who don't, you know, want to achieve and the people who are, and maybe they do want to achieve, but we're just assuming they don't want to, but they're addicted to drugs, whatever. T. Mitchell said, no, there is not. There is negative. There's only negative to sin. Jesus wants us rich. Well, I say the negative because of our love for money. And in a capitalistic world, you are trained from the beginning to get more and more and more and more money. What happens is when you're trained that way and you grow up that way and you learn that way, well, then most people make money their God, even knowingly or unknowingly. Here's my question. How many Americans that are well off, let's say middle class or higher. I would consider myself not upper middle class. I'd consider myself lower to middle middle class, right? But let's say upper middle class to to super rich. I wonder what the percentage of those people, if Jesus came along and said, sell your possessions and give the rest of your money to the poor and pick up your cross and follow me. I wonder how many people actually would. Now, I'll bet you 90% of the people that go to church say they would, but let's, let's really be, let's be real here. How many people would actually sell everything and give everything away and follow God? I would say maybe, maybe, maybe 5%, maybe, and that's me being gracious. I want to go to one-minute prayer for dads, if I can, right now. Farmer Franny, I love that name, by the way. First time I've seen that name in here, said, I would, my husband for sure would. That's great. Jesus wants us rich in him, not earthly wealth. Yvonne Sir says, I hate drugs It ruined my family. Majorva says, we are also judgmental and we don't even realize what kind of life they have had. That is 100% true. And I'm guilty of it too. Don't, don't think that I'm sitting here going, well, I don't do that and all you guys do. I'm, I'm guilty of that too. So Salty says, we are upper middle class. My husband is such a giver, it just keeps coming back to us. And that is the way, that's the way God wants it. Yes, God wants you to prosper. He does. But he wants to be able to trust you with the money and the blessings that he's given you. He doesn't want you to be poor. He doesn't want that. He wants to be able to trust you and be a good steward and, 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 and be a good ambassador with what he's given you. That's what he wants us to do. It's not, again, it's not a sin to be rich or wealthy. Thank you, Ron. Thank you. Just donated 50 bucks. God bless you, man. Capitalism isn't perfect, but we live in an imperfect world, and that's the best we have. Oh, no, I agree. I'm not saying anything bad about capitalism. I'm just saying there's negatives to it, just like there's negatives to socialism and communism and everything. Capitalism isn't perfect. It's, it's, it's wonderful, and I wouldn't want to live in any other society. But we, as a, but we as a society have not allowed our moral compass as a whole to rule over our love for money. That's all I'm saying. Now, if we could live in a capitalistic society where we had a moral compass driven society that says, "Okay, thank you for the money. Now let's do our best with it. We wouldn't need government programs. The church would still be operating the way the church should. Communities would operate the way communities should. We wouldn't have an enlarged, overbloated, full uh, government that takes care of everything. People would just do it if we put our moral compass over our capitalistic compass. And God wants to be able to give you things. He just wants to be able to trust you with the things he's giving you so you don't become selfish. That's all. I always prayed to stay poor enough to keep me humble. Wow, that's a that's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. Jeremy, God is looking distribution senti. Not no. I don't know what that means. Milo says, I agree with you 100%. Thank you, brother. Thank you very much. All right, let's get into this one-minute prayer for dads. Folks, if you haven't uh, shared the rumble link yet, I'm just going to ask that you please just grab this link right here uh, on the, on the online and just share it to your social media uh, companies or platforms. Also, please uh, rumble this video, okay? Just click the thumbs up, all right? I want to read Giver of Gifts from Matthew 711 on page 137 page 137 Matthew 7:11 for those out there taking notes If you then who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children how much more will your father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask him right God gives gifts to his children but when he but when does he do that when we ask May God today bring good to you as you ask him to be your giver of gifts. Then give back to him your praise and gratitude. Well, how do you give back to God? How do you give back to God? Do you think you go to church and put money in the, um, the offering plate that gets passed around? No, that's not how you give back to God. That's one way. That's not the best way. Especially if churches aren't out there doing with what they should be doing with it. Amen? I mean, think about that. I give to the church. I give to the poor. Really? What do you do with it? I give, I give 10%. I tithe every week to the church. Cool. That's wonderful. What does the church do with it? Pay the pastor? Pay for the house the pastor lives in? Yeah, that's okay. And that's what they should do, right? What else do they do with the money? Operate the church, pay all the bills. That's great. What else do they do with the money? Does your church do mission work? If they do mission work, that's great. What else do they do with the money? You know what I'm saying? And I'm not saying stop giving to your church, but I would say... If you're a member of your church, which I am not a member of my church. I never will be because I'll never be a member of a, uh, of a, de- a denominational name of a church. Um, but if you're a member of your church and you have the ability to bring up things and vote on things as a member of the church or maybe as an elder of the church, then bring that up. What are we doing as a church body with the money that's getting uh, donated every week? What are we doing with it? Are we doing something with it that helps the poor and the weak? Because if we're not, we should be. And I know a lot of them out there say they are, but I, want, but I want to know, if I was a member of the church, what does that mean? What missions are we funding? What projects are we funding? Does it actually help the poor and the weak and the people that aren't able to have anything? Or does it just increase our standing in the world and give us more opportunity to bring more money? Very, very important questions to ask. And I'll tell you this, a lot of your churches will get mad when you ask. And if they get mad when you ask, then that then that that tells you everything you need to know. Amen, Jeremy. If you give to NGOs, you're paying for trafficking. Exactly my point. You've got a lot of people because the Catholic Church is the largest NGO out there right now. How many Catholics do you think that they're hitting up for money for that? I'm serious here. I'm not trying to down the Catholic Church, but let's call a spade a spade here. How many people do you think the Catholic Church as a whole is reaching out to worldwide and saying, please donate for... The migrants. And what they're really doing is funding human trafficking, sex trafficking. They're enriching the cartels. They're giving the cartels an opportunity to do evil because they're helping that. Again, you should know where your money is going. When you donate here, I can tell you 100% what your money is going towards. If you donate for a specific reason, it's going to that specific reason. If you donate for a specific reason and I don't see it, then I don't know it's going to there. So let's keep that in check, okay? Okay. Um, but if you're donating for a specific reason, it goes to that specifically. If you're donating just to donate, it goes to the bills and the salaries and the, and, and whatever the operating costs, um, of this company. There's never any, your money never goes towards doing something for me in my personal life that I want to have to have done. It never does that. My check does that. Not the money that's donated to the business. So how do you give praise and gratitude back to God when he blesses you, when he gives you everything that you need to live? You go out there and you help the poor and you help the weak and you help the people that need it really bad. That's what you do. Lord, my kids look to me to be their provider, just as I look to you to provide for me. Help me in this role as I try to be generous, but also wise. Help me know how to give what they need in addition to what they want. And thank you for being so generous towards me. I see your gifts to me daily, and I appreciate every single one of them. Thank you for giving when I ask. Thank you for being a perfect dad. Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to talk about the, the, uh, the company that actually uh, gives us a, a, a substantial amount of uh, money to advertise their show and advertise what's they, what they do, and that's Trumpet Daily, guys. And now you can watch Stephen Flurry and, and one show every week of Trumpet Daily right here on LFA TV Saturday at 10 a.m. And also starting this week at 12 p.m. noon, Ava Chen starts her own show called Whistleblowers. However, Trumpet Daily, folks, there are not a lot of people out there who give you the news from a Bible-based point of view, with God at the center of that news. Life from America was probably one of the first ones to actually do it that I knew of. There was a couple others, but they were mostly on, like, Christian sites. You know what I mean? Not just putting out the news and then giving love to God during the show uh, without being on, like, CBN or something like that. Well, Stephen Flurry does it with TrumpetDaily.com. We do it, which is why we um, took a sponsorship from them to begin with and why we offered to give them a show on Saturdays. You can never get too much of the word of God and you can never, ever, ever, ever get the truth of our political standings without solutions unless you have it from a godly point of view. So ladies and gentlemen, please go to the trumpet day or trumpetdaily.com or the Both of them will take you to the same place. Trumpet Daily.com or the Rosebud said LFA trumpet show was on fire. Yes, it was. Stephen Flurry kills it. He does a great job. So let's support them as they support us because the money that they give us goes right back into supporting God. Amen. Happy birthday to Shelley's grandson. If Shelly's grandson is watching, happy birthday to you, young guy. Happy birthday. Marky said, I was forced to go to Catholic school for two years. Avoid, um, to avoid the school busing in the 1960s, my parents didn't have a clue about what I was going through. Getting the crap beat out of me. Wow. Jeremy, we received our pecan coffee yesterday and a freedom shirt for my husband. Thank you, yum. Do you love it? It's good coffee, right? It's, once you have it, it's hard to go back to just like regular, you know, store-bought coffee. I'll tell you that. Carol said the trumpet show was a great addition. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Wait until you see Ava Chen and her new show called The Whistleblowers. You'll love it. Um, The most content people I know... Content people, excuse me, I know have sold everything and became missionary in foreign lands. Hey, that's true, that is true. Trumpet Daily is supporting Jeremy's kids' school. Yes, they are very much paying pretty much all their bills. That's, I mean, if that's not God working in 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 godly manner, I don't know what is. Um, pray for my daughter's friend's family who passed away with meningitis. Now they need money for everything. They have a GoFundMe page. Rockin' uh, we will keep them in our prayers. And Rockin, uh, I don't did we already reach out to her via email, Eli? Rockin' Robbins, please email lfa at gmail.com so we know how much money was raised for you that we didn't that we didn't know. And Heather, if you're watching, we need that information as well. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we did raise uh, pretty much the entire amount uh, that N Hurler needed for her wheelchair. So I'd like to thank you on that. I'm, I'm told that um, little uh, Sadie, um, I think she has her bike, so we're going to be reaching out to her parents so that we can get a picture of her on her bike for when you guys donated to that. We are, uh, we've are we donated so much money to churches and Ben and everything like that. That is something that I am very proud of here on LFA TV, here on Rise Up. I am very, very, very proud of the fact that we help so many people that are In need, both spiritually, financially, physically. We've had people in this chat go to other people's homes and physically help them. I never thought that I would be such, you know, part of such a great thing. Never, ever, ever. For newbies, this is a Christian school Jeremy is setting up. Uh, It's not a Christian school I'm setting up, it's a Christian school I'm helping stay alive. This has been a Christian school for 30 years. And we were, um, we were going to go out of business. They were going to go out because there was the building that they were in for 30 years kicked them out, couldn't find another building. And by the grace of God, they raised money through donations. They're still raising some. Uh, but the, the amount of money that we're getting through sponsorship on Rise Up actually tipped the bank into the, uh, the realm of, okay, let's go ahead and give them a loan. It's truly incredible how the Lord works. It really is. It really is. Let's go to the Bible promise book for morning and evenings. And I want to read from Kindness, Psalm 23.6 and Proverbs 3.3. So for all those who are out there taking notes, again, Psalm 23.6, excuse me, and Proverbs 3.3, okay? I pray someday I can help more than just my $10 a month. Mazzy, pause. Your $10 a month to me is like $1,000 a month. That's how I look at it. And if we have a thousand people giving $10 a month, well, that's a lot of money. You know what I'm saying? Strength in numbers. Many hands make light work. So trust me. Trust me. We appreciate it. Thank you, Sabrina. I got the package. God bless you. Nice surprise. We like to always put surprises in there. We like to always put surprises in there. All right, here we go. Psalm 23, 6. Your kindness and love will always be with me each day of my life. And I will live forever in your house, Lord. And from Proverbs 3.3, do not let kindness and truth leave you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. Satan delights when we treat others in an unkind manner. Let's stop right there. Let's stop right there. Satan delights when you treat others in an unkind manner. Now I know that I am unkind on my political shows LFA to people who are doing bad things. I understand that. But I'm never unkind to people who don't deserve it. And maybe in some cases I shouldn't be the judge on whether somebody deserves to be, uh, for me to be unkind to them or not. That's human. That just makes us human. But let's go back to that lady that was on drugs that I saw in the store the other day. How many people do you think were unkind to her without even speaking? How many people do you think are unkind to the homeless people that are living on the streets or holding up a sign asking for money and they're not even saying a word? I'd be willing to bet you that if you had a homeless person holding up a sign at the entrance of a Walmart that said anything will help, God bless you. I'm willing to bet that 90% or more of the people that drive by them will say, get a job. You could spend that time working and you wouldn't have to stand out here asking for money not going to give that idiot loser money. They're probably just going to go spend it on something stupid anyway. 90% of the people that are driving by them would probably say that. 99% won't stop and give them nothing. 1% maybe would stop. And if they don't, here's, okay. If I don't have any money on me, which is usually most of the time because I don't carry any cash, But if I don't have any money on me and I see those people, do you know what I do? Every time, even if there's cars behind me, I stop, I roll down my window and I say, I don't have any money for you, but I just want want you to know that God loves you and, and, and may God bless you. And do you know to them, it's probably better than getting a $20 bill. I don't know, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. But that right there, is paying back God for the kindness he gives to you just by being kind. And do you know that there was probably nobody in that store that was kind to that lady who was on drugs? Probably nobody. And that saddens me. Because I've been there. I've been on the other side. I've been the 180 degrees difference from what I am right now. I know what it's like. This is where my husband and I differ. I will not give money to a drug addict on the street. My husband will, though. So will I. So will I. Eli, remember when we, um, hold on. Jeremy, just a question. Would you donate to those people or would you donate to the mission that takes care of them? I've seen people get the money and go into the store and buy alcohol or cigarettes. I'd give to the people. I'd give to both. I'd give to both. I don't care what the people do with the money when I give it to them. The money isn't the issue. I never ask anybody what they're going to do with the money. And once I hand them the money, I could care less what they do with it. I could care less if they go buy alcohol with it. I could care less if they go buy drugs with it. I could care less if they go buy a prostitute with it. Doesn't matter to me what they do with the money. It's not why I gave it to them. Because I never give them the money and say, here you go, and drive away. I give them the money and let them know that God cares about them and, and that God wants them to do better in life. And I pray with them and I give them the money, period. I don't, I don't care what they do with the money. It's not my concern once I give it to them. I don't give them the money uh, for any other reason other than to... I mean, do you think that they like standing out there? Regardless of if they're, if they're drug addicts or alcoholics, do you think that their goal in life was to stand out there and beg for money? You think they like that? You think that makes them feel good? I don't think it does. I don't care how lazy they are. I don't care how much uh, no, how, how little motivation they have to go get a good job and get themselves out of that. Do you think they want to be there? At, at night when they close their eyes, do you think they're like, yes, I love where my life is? I don't think they do, regardless of why they're out there, whether it's because they're lazy, drug addicts, alcoholics, or, or, or whatever it is. Whatever it is, I can't think in their lives that they love being out there. Jelly says, Jeremy, that's enabling. Then that's enabling. Sorry, don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you. That's just how I look at things. I'm not saying that that's the right way to do it. I'm not saying that you have to do that. It's not my job to ask them why they need the money, and it's not my job to ask them what they're going to do with it. It's my job to decide whether or not I want to give it to them. So I ask God if that's the right thing to do. I pray, and if God feels like if God weighs it on my heart, I pull over and I give it to them, period. I don't, I, I just, I. I. I it's, it's, it's the Holy Spirit leading me to do something. You know what I mean? It's just not saying that I'm right. And I'm not saying that you're wrong. Just saying that that's how I do things. And here's the other thing. How do you know that it's not God? (laughs) How do we know that it's not God? How do we know that it's not an angel? How do we know? I mean... You've seen those movies where God is a homeless person and people just keep walking by him. I mean, how do we know? We don't know. What if that's God manifest in the flesh and he's looking to see how many people will actually stop and care about somebody that they know nothing about? What if it is God? And what if we drive by him and he he gives you this look like, okay, all right. Just guess we don't know. But I do know this. Regardless of what that person does with the money, if you give them the money and pray with them, they're not going to forget that. Larry said not, people, not all people on the corner are broke. Nope, they're not. But I still can't imagine they like to be there begging. Nobody likes to beg. Maybe some people do. I would just think a majority don't. Um, you know, so <laughs> that's where that goes. Let me read the verse of the day for you guys, okay? If I can do that. Um, verse of the day today is going to come from Psalm. Pull this up here for you. And it's called Helping the Poor and the Weak. Psalm 41, 1 through 3. Blessed is the one who considers the poor. Hold on a second here. Blessed is the one that considers the poor. In the day of trouble, the Lord delivers him. The Lord protects him and keeps him alive. He is called blessed in the land. You do not give him up to the will of his enemies. The Lord sustains him on his sickbed. In his illness, you restore him to full health. Psalm 41, 1 through 3. I think that's a good verse today. I really do. And I really, really do appreciate you guys uh, being here every day. And I appreciate the conversation that we have. I appreciate... The, 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 the debate and the conversation going back and forth. I appreciate uh, what you guys say, even if it differs from what I say, because one thing that this show does is it opens our eyes and our minds and our hearts and it opens up the way we look at things. And sometimes, maybe just sometimes, it puts things in a perspective for us. Jeremy, yesterday's Durham support is so significant. I pray that everyone needs to understand how, that, how heavy it is. Yeah, I, I, exactly. I think, I, I think we were the first ones to actually break it down, Eli. I think we got it just as it was coming out and we were one of the first ones to break it down. What I do like is that CNN had to say Donald Trump is exonerated. That's all I needed right there. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to take you out the same way I brought you in. Thank you for being here today. I think today was a very good show. I think today was deep, and I think it's a show that we all needed. So, again, thank you for being here today. I love each and every one of you. Remember, if you're having problems with Rumble, please go to support at rumble.com. Let them know your email address. Let them know your, uh, your, your, your username. And if you have any problems at Rumble whatsoever, reach out to them. They can help you a lot better than I can help you. Okay, that is support at rumble.com. Again, support at rumble.com if you need anything. Thank you very much for your conversation and your kindness today. Again, rumble on your way out. And I'm gonna take you out the same way I brought you in with some good music from Brandon Lake and Thomas Rhett talking to Jesus. Sean Farish comes up next with Ungoverned and followed by Life from America at eleven o'clock. God bless you. Thank you for being here. Rumble on your way out and never, ever, 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 ever stop being kind, because you are a child of God. I'll see you guys at 11. See you later.
0: Mama used to drag me to church Sunday mornings and Wednesday nights Khaki pants and a polo shirt Y'all know I put up a fight She said, son, one day you'll thank me For having God in your life yeah i know she was right yeah my mama was right cause now i'm talking to jesus she got me talking to jesus she got me talking to jesus yeah my mama was right come on y'all cause now i'm talking to jesus yeah i love talking to jesus i'll be talking to jesus for the rest of